Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back to the Rookie in the Vet podcast. I'm your rookie, Dante Furco, with your vet, Darren Leeds. We are back to talk some more Illinois football, maybe get into some fantasy football as well. Illinois had a tough outing last week against yeah. Kansas, to say the least. We're going to dive into that and then into their Penn State game coming up on Saturday, which it's going to be a tough game. Yeah. It's their toughest game of the year, no question about it, in my opinion. Um, but what were your kind of thoughts on that Kansas game and how Illinois looked? You know, uh, where do I start? Again, I was very impressed with Luke Altmeyer, mm-hmm. especially come the third and fourth quarter. Um, I think had he been playing that way the entire first half, that game goes Illinois' way. Um, seeing 28-7 to at the half, that's not what you want to see. Three scores is a lot to kind of overcome especially when you know Kansas is still going to be bringing it mm-hmm. into the second half of that football game. That mobile quarterback definitely seems to be a trouble thing for Illinois. And I think if other teams kind of can key in on that, mm-hmm. um, maybe some of these weaker opponents, that's definitely going to be a matchup issue for that Illinois defense You know, come the season. So... Hopefully they can encounter a little bit more of some pocket passers, which I think that's kind of Penn State's bread and butter. Um, They don't really, in my recent memory, have ever had a mobile quarterback situation. Other than like Trace, what's his name? Trace McSorley. McSorley, Who was, he kind of did both. I wouldn't consider him like a mobile, like like Jalen Daniels was for Kansas. But yeah, yeah, that no, guy was a problem. They definitely struggle against a running a quarterback that can move because they're so afraid to blitz. They're so afraid to send the guys in, um, and that's been just a, been a struggle for them. But right. like you mentioned, Penn State, I mean, and we can get into it in a little bit, it's, it's going to be a different story with Drew Aller. I mean, he's more of a pocket passer. He's only got nine rushing attempts this year yeah. compared to uh, Daquan Finn and Daniels were a little more movable in the pocket yeah but yeah no i was not too impressed with the line in that last game i didn't get i didn't get to watch it initially but then i went back and watched a lot of that game i mean they definitely came back in the second half oh, of course and their so, defense looked good in the second half right i mean i think they only allowed two field goals in the second half yeah because it was 28 28 to like seven at halftime ended 34 23 so yeah they only allowed two field goals yeah. in the second half so they made the adjustments that they needed to make. You just got to make that before the game or right. the first quarter when Daniels is having a parade on your defense. Yeah, and I will say one thing. I don't know if it was a help to the offense for the Illini, but Kansas had two players ejected on targeting they did, calls. Yeah. Um, 
And so that was in the second half. So now those players are going to be ineligible for the first half of their upcoming game. Mm -hmm. I think that definitely hurts them a little bit as well. But, I mean, if Illinois can play that style of football that they were playing in the third and fourth quarter, you need to bring that into Penn State. Well, I mean, bring that to Penn State Mm -hmm. here at home. And, I mean, you need to go out the gates with throwing different looks at them, different schemes, because um, they they move the ball and they play well. And when they're on, they're on. But when mm. they're kind of being lackadaisical, I mean, the other team is capitalizing on that. You're three and outing and you're punting the ball, giving it to the other team. You need to opening drive, go down and score. You need to change up the looks going into those next offensive series because the talent is there. Isaiah Williams was this close to having a 100-yard mm-hmm. receiving game. It was good to see him definitely getting a little bit more, you know, looks in the passing game. Love to see Malik Elzey get a little bit more action as well. Mm-hmm. I think that kid's dynamic. I really want to see what he can do in open field and get him the ball because I think that kid's a playmaker. Yeah. The running game. It was all right. Yeah. It, was, it, it could have been a lot better. But if when you, when you factor Luke into that, it oh, yeah. raises it. Because just, without Luke running, they, they struggled. I mean, we maybe need to look at, and I'm not Coach Bielema. I don't have, you know, my voice in his ear. I mean, why not try and look at some read option? Mm-hmm. Um, teams make that work really well. I don't know if it's something that they practice at all, but I know they run the RPO a little bit. Okay, the run pass option. Yep. Because um, I remember Barry Lenny Jr. was talking about it on Monday in the press conference, but it's not something that can. That's the whole offense, I guess. I I liked Luke Altmaier. There were a couple decision making. A couple decisions he made that were a little questionable. I mean, he had two only interceptions. Only one. I thought it was only one interception. So he had he had two in this game. He had a touchdown, two interceptions. I think they both came in. Or one came at in that final quarter, right? Okay. And then one I want to say was. You're right. You're really, right. You're really right. Really early in the first half. Yeah. Maybe the first quarter. Don't remember exactly, but yeah, he threw two interceptions over 200 yards. Which is productive when you add seventy rushing yards as well, right? And two rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But they were also playing from behind the whole yeah. time, so he had to get those yards in. Um, but yeah, I mean, Reggie Love's got to step up a little bit at running back. Josh McCray's got to step up a little bit. Um, like the production out of Isaiah Williams, you got a little more out of Griffin Moore, who we didn't see much in that first game. Tight end. Then um, you had Tip Ryman, only one reception for four yards. I think it was his I think only target. You got to get Tip going a little bit more too. He looked really good in that game against Toledo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, if your receivers are being covered, I mean, maybe look for that tight end coming down the middle. Um, usually, they've got a pretty good mismatch on a linebacker or something like that. And he's a big guy, too. Um, you know, throw up a jump ball, let him compete for it, because I bet he's going to overpower even if he's c- being covered by a safety or a corner. Um, but They also didn't get Pat Bryant in on the offense at all. One reception much, for two yeah. yards. I mean, he's the 
He was the leading receiver in the first game. Yeah. And that was a huge part of their win. So I don't know why he wasn't targeted more. Um, but, I mean, when you got Isaiah Williams as technically your leading man, that's who you're going to go to. But, yeah, they need some of these guys they need to incorporate more in the offense because um, something clearly was not clicking in that game. But, I mean, like you said, picked it up in the second half. Hopefully that translates into this game against Penn State because it's going to be a tough tough battle i mean penn state's the seventh best team in the country yeah they deserve it they are very good defensively they're not gonna give luke altmeyer any breaks they're not gonna make a lot of mistakes um so they're gonna have to be, have to be on their a game for that game yeah and i hope it's gonna be a little bit of a better game um Again, barely squeezing out that win against Toledo was kind of scary. And they're lucky they did because they'd be 0-2 right now, yep. about to go into 0-3. Yeah. So, So, I mean, I think they can get it done. Um, against Penn State? I think so. I mean, I like to be hopeful. I'm always optimistic. But if they can clean it up, if they can work the clock – Go down the field, consistently score, put something up on the board, you know, get everybody involved. I'd like to see everybody at least having a couple targets. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe we try and get, you know, McCray and Love involved in the passing game a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think we've really seen a whole lot of that come this, just these first two games so far. Um Chase Brown seemed to be pretty good when they'd get him out in open space. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to sit here and convince myself Illinois is gonna, I know is going to be in this game, and that's kind of how it was last week too. And but then I could have said the same I was thing severely disappointed. Could... But that second half again, it seemed like they made the adjustments. They need to just be doing that a lot quicker. In this coming game. I mean, I could have said the same thing against Michigan last year where they, they played very well, almost won that game. But Penn State is on another level with Illinois, compared to Illinois. I mean, yeah. It's – I don't want to give a prediction just yet, but I I, I, I think Illinois is going to really struggle. Like, they, they I mean, this is not going to be a close game in my opinion. Yeah. Unfortunately. And I'm going to this game, so again, I'd like to see them play really well. But I could also see the final score being – you know, 45 to 10 or something that, like well, that. Was, that's ex- like exactly what I was thinking, like 41-10 for, for along that line, where Illinois is going to struggle to score and struggle to prevent Penn State from scoring. But with that also being said, what was it, three year, two years ago, Illinois went to Penn State, who I think Penn State was ranked at the time, um, a much better team than Illinois, and they uh, they beat them in the nine overtime game. That thriller when when Illinois was nothing that year. That had to be I'm trying to think if that was Bielema's first year. Yeah, that would have been Bielema's first year, I think, or maybe it was Lovey's final year. year. Um, Everybody has an off day, and I mean, I guess you gotta hope. They really gotta hope it's on Penn, Penn State's State. not having a good day. I mean, I think our defense still looks good. I think they need to be know who you're covering, stick on that guy, maybe cut out the zone coverage, and just play man defense. Mm-hmm. And I think 
I mean, if you can at least cover up those receivers, give Johnny and Keith enough time to get through a line, because for as much hype as this defense had going Mm -hmm. into the season, especially that front four, I was expecting to already see, you know, maybe close to 10 sacks as a team so far. I think they're only at like three or four. Something like that. And it's that's been a pretty good disappointment too. Mm-hmm. They got to be better on that on the defensive line and in the secondary. I mean, they gave up fifteen yard passes after fifteen yard passes just stacked on top of each other against Kansas. Yeah, you can't allow that against against Penn State. It's got they they really and it's a lot of guys who weren't an everyday back last year, an everyday defensive back. But I will add that we didn't talk about is Matthew Bailey's going to be back this week in their secondary, which is huge for them. He'll, okay. be, he'll be their starting safety. I'm not yeah. sure exactly who he'll replace. Maybe a Miles Scott, but I don't know because he's played so well in these first couple games of the season, or sort of well. Um, he had a great first game with that pick six. Um but Matthew Bailey's going to add a lot. He's experienced. They call him the coach, the player coach of the defense, so he'll be good. So what do you think? We can kind of do predictions, give our final score total, what we think. Um, what's your prediction for Saturday's game against Penn State? If they're going to get run, I think it's going to be kind of like what I said, 45 10 I'll give Illinois a touchdown and a field goal. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that touchdown doesn't come until the third or fourth quarter. Maybe it's a garbage time score. If they can get out there and compete, maybe it's a little bit closer, but I still give them the L, and let's give it 38-28. Okay. I was thinking, I'm going Penn State on this one. It's hard not to. I mean, Illinois, I would be shocked if Illinois wins this game, unfortunately. And let's hope we're wrong. Yeah, I mean. But let's hear what you got. Yeah, I just, I I think they were like 15 and a half point underdogs, Illinois. I expect it to go that way. My prediction, I'll say like 40 to 17. They'll get two touchdowns in the third or fourth quarter, I think. Um, I don't know. I, I hate to, hate to put down the Illini in this game, but we also got to remember who they're playing. I mean, right. it's it's Penn State. I will say one thing I like about Luke Altmeyer, and hopefully we can hold on to this kid for mm-hmm. a couple years, he doesn't quit. He doesn't seem to give up. Mm-hmm. He doesn't let, you know, they always say one of the things I love most about that show, Ted Lasso, be a goldfish. He does not seem to let, you know, what happened on the previous drive get to him mm-hmm. and he's going out there and if people are covered he goes i got this and that's when we see him kind of breaking off for some of those runs getting us first downs and keeping those drives going um i think maybe he just needs to say we can do this mm-hmm. you know but the angie's list you know and trust is now angie and we're so much more than just a list We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. 
Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, it's hard to see it saying, you know, Illinois is going to win it mm-hmm. by this margin. The but... only way I think they will win is if, one, Johnny and Keith have dominant days on that defensive line. Yeah, if we can pressure that quarterback, let our secondary, mm-hmm. you know, get some jump ball opportunities. I mean, they've proven that they can, they can do work out mm-hmm. there. But I think that front four for – for what they're presenting, and if Johnny's going to be one of those first-round top ten picks, you got to step it up. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. we need to start having at least a few sacks a game, more QB pressures. That quarterback needs to be scared. I think, yeah. I mean, I think it comes down to the defense. I think the the offense will end up scoring eventually. Yeah. But with how good Penn State's offense is, it's going to come down to what Johnny and Keith are doing on the defensive line, the secondary, and what they're able, the issues they're able to cause on the other side of the ball. Yeah. Um, let's move on. I know you want to talk some fantasy football. Sure. We kind of start off. Somebody just asked in the comments how we're feeling about Dak Prescott this season, <laughs> um, especially after that game <laughs> one. I personally don't. I th- I think I have mine like all my teams. He put up like six points or something. Yeah. I don't blame him. That the defense just absolutely shut down. New, the Giants, there was no reason for him to ever throw the ball, really. Right. But, I mean, you should have been picking apart that mm-hmm. New York Giants defense. I mean, they were giving up big play after big play. Tony Pollard put that team on his shoulders. I mean, you got to give him a little bit of a break and at least try and air it out a little bit. I mean, you've got C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks. Uh, they still got Michael Gallup over there? Probably. All right. I think so. You got talent at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, C.D. Lamb is, I think it also affects his production a little bit too. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think he put up double-digit fantasy points. No. And so, I don't know. I know Jerry Jones just came out and said, you know, Dak Prescott is one of the most prepared quarterbacks he's ever seen. And it's like, you remember you had this guy named Troy Aikman, right? And he gave you multiple Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, Dak might be prepared, but I also think he makes dumb mistakes. Oh, 100%. I mean, he's, there was a lot of interceptions. Um, He had a tough end of the year last year. I think he's a solid quarterback, especially if we're talking fantasy. I mean, he'll get you... Like probably twenty points, ninety percent of the games for the most part, because they throw the ball. And the thing is, especially with Pollard, 
over Zeke. They're going to throw it to Pollard a lot. I mean, I had Dak Prescott his, like, rookie season, mm-hmm. and that was before his ankle injuries and, like, the first surgery he had. And he used to run. He was a very mobile quarterback, oh, yeah, yeah. and he was throwing the ball. He's kind of been on that decline ever since. And, I mean, now we're talking he's had the thumb injury just a couple seasons ago. I mean, the defense definitely bailed them out. Nothing else you can really say about it, but when the game's on the line, I mean, I don't think Dak's your guy. I don't know. I I think I said last week, or maybe I just put it on my Twitter, I think Dak's going to be an MVP conversation quarterback this year. I just think he's got all the weapons to do so. Hopefully, He has the weapons. Hopefully he makes the adjustments this year. I will say from one quarterback to another moving on to another one. I thought Josh Allen looked awful on Monday. Agreed. I mean, I don't think he's adjusted from last season. He throws way too many interceptions. Three and interceptions of the same guy literally. is a bit much. And there were, uh, I know one of them I remember watching, it was just like a complete misread by him. He threw it right into right. the, the I will arm. say Sauce Gardner didn't have his fantastic day that they were expecting, yeah. but... The guy who caught those three interceptions earned himself a cool yeah. quarter of a million because he hit his incentive bonus yeah. like in that game. So that's nice for him. Yeah, I just the, like people want to have these conversations. Josh Allen's alongside Bur- er, he's alongside Patrick Mahomes. He's better than Burrow with these performances. He's just not. But then again, no. Joe Burrow was awful on. And Sunday, yeah, I've so got he... Joe Burrow on my fantasy team, and let me tell you. That was a big letdown for me. Yep. I, I mean, maybe it was the rain, but because it was pouring all day in Cleveland when I was watching that game. But, I mean, Sean Watson made it work. Yeah. He was throwing passes. He just – Joe Burrow couldn't complete anything. He was literally throwing – He was running for his life, too. That defense was mm-hmm. eating him alive. Miles Garrett was up in that backfield. Yep. Um, and he I, – I swear he was just throwing to invisible receivers. Like, he was literally just throwing to nobody. Like – T. Higgins also had nine targets, zero catches. So I will say I'll put a little bit of that on. Oh, yeah, everybody was dropping the ball. Him. Um, I will also add, as I said last week, I picked the Cleveland Browns to win the division. Just remember that. You did say that, Um, and you – Yeah. Guys from the future or something, because you didn't come out and say Aaron Rodgers, but you said (laughs) – a big time quarterback is going to have a season below. ending injury. Yeah, that's t- I mean that's tough. I feel bad. I literally texted one of my I hate eh, not an Aaron Rodgers fan. I'm I, I'm so sorry for his injury. Um, yeah, not, I'm with you on that. Not a fan, but I texted my friend and I was like, "Dude, I'm sorry. Like you just had so your your hopes were so high and that's just crushed four plays into the season." Right. Um but and I, people are so funny. People are like, Zach Wilson could get him into the playoffs. <laughs> Zach Wilson is not getting him into the playoffs. Were those stand-up comedians that said that? Zach Wilson. There's a reason, yeah, they picked up Aaron Rodgers. He's, he's really bad. And it's because Zach, that Mike White backup quarterback last year had mm-hmm. more control of... Zach Wilson lost that locker room a couple years ago. 100%. And I forget what he, lost he said. It last year, too. I forget what he said in, like, a press conference, but he pretty much didn't take any responsibility mm-hmm. for all his mistakes. Um, yeah. d- uh, the just... defense is, again, going to be the ones 
keeping that team alive. Yeah, and he he didn't win that game for them. Josh Allen lost it. Like, right. That should have been the Bills. I mean, Zach Wilson had, what, two touchdowns or something like that, but... It just not... Still. Uh, yeah. Um, they, they may sign another quarterback. I'm sure they're going to sign somebody. Maybe it's not a flashy quarterback to be the starter, but I'm sure they'll sign somebody to back up. Colin Zach Kaepernick. <laughs> what they could do is get Tommy DeVito to come over from the Giants, back, uh, back hmm. up Zach Wilson. No, but I mean, may, I doubt they convinced Tom Brady to come out of retirement. I think they'd be stupid. I was trying to think who they were talking about is available I right now. I think Jameis Winston would be a decent option. That's a step up from Zach Wilson. Because he's not going to play this year with the Saints like unless Derek Carr ends up having a really bad season or getting hurt. He's not going to play. You could look towards someone like Jacoby Brissett. I don't know who he's with this year. Could be still the Browns. Um, but that's an option. You could also maybe go like a Davis Mills from the Houston Texans because he's not going to be the starter for them anymore. Um, there's a few options. You can convince Matt Ryan. To come you know what I think man. would be interesting? And I don't know if it's even plausible. Kirk Cousins? No. Oh, I think that might happen. I was thinking Taysom Hill. That's an option. I mean, you could definitely. Very dynamic guy. Mm-hmm. Um, Just about the Saints want to get rid of him. They are paying him a lot of money to not do a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a guy. I mean, always. I've always wanted to pick him up in fantasy because you see those flashy games where, you know. They're using him in those certain schemes as a pass catcher, as a runner. And that was granted when Drew Brees was still kind of in the offense there and Sean Payton was still in the mix. But I think he's got something. And people don't – I don't think they're using him to his full potential. You know who I do think could unlock that young man's potential is Bill Belichick. I don't know – what I think about Robert Sally, um, he definitely seems like a good coach. Mm-hmm. Great mind. But you need to find someone who's going to f- fit into that offensive scheme. Mm-hmm. I think if you give it some time, wait to the deadline, see who might become available. That's why I said Kirk Cousins because the Vikings aren't in a position to make the playoffs. Who's I their think- backup quarterback? Nick Mullins. But, I mean, they, they have a, a rookie they just drafted that could end up, maybe if they decide to toss the season away. Let, I forget his name. He's from BYU. Um, but he's an option because it's very clear they're not re-signing him after this year. Um, then you also, Matt Stafford. Literally reports came out like two days before they played on Monday that the Jets, Jets tried to trade for Matt Stafford before they traded for Aaron Rodgers. And if you're him, if you're Matt Stafford at, at a position in towards the deadline where you're at the end of your career, you might you might want to ask for a trade to the Jets because you could go win a Super Bowl. Yeah, um, there's a chance. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe some somebody appears out of nowhere that we're not thinking of. Um, that kind of helped that Jets team win. But I mean, if they lose, I couldn't care less because not a fan of the Jets, not a fan of that team. So. I I wish nothing but the worst for them in terms of their record this season. Yeah, I picked them to miss the playoffs. I still I didn't like them with Aaron Rodgers. I don't like them without Aaron Rodgers. And again, I mean, being a Chicago fan, I mean, don't like Aaron Rodgers, but don't wish any kind of injuries on people. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I will mention something funny. So there was a bar. I don't know if you saw a thing. There was a bar in like Madison, Wisconsin, maybe. Um, who was they were doing a promotion the night of the Jets Bills game. So the promotion was like if the Jets lose their bar their tab would be free like all the drinks at the end of the night would end up being free okay because they hate aaron Rodgers. yeah but if they win then they obviously have to pay their bill and so what when aaron Rodgers got knocked out of the game in the first quarter everybody started running up their tab dang thinking it would end up being free <laughs> and then the jets won so, i mean that bar lucked out that i mean they made probably bank that night oh i'm sure they did I mean, that's a way to make money is to come up with some kind of crazy thing Mm -hmm. and then, you know, obviously have it not go, not go that direction. You end up getting screwed if something goes. But I guess you could kind of, you could hedge it in a way by like, if you're the bar owner betting against it. So like, maybe you make that money back kind of thing, but... Now, that was a funny thing. I saw that. They had, like, interviews with the fans and stuff that got screwed with their bar tab. Interesting. Yeah. I will say, um, I mean, one player that really helped me take you down Mm -hmm. this week, Brandon Ayuk. Oh, yeah. He had a good week. Him and Brock Purdy are gelling. Mm -hmm. And you didn't really hear... George Kittle or Debo yeah. Samuel's name a whole lot. Yeah. And obviously Christian McCaffrey put yeah, in work too. Um, one person I picked up this week um, just to kind of – I like to play a little bit of strategy in fantasy football. And if I can dump someone who's not doing anything on my team just to pick up someone who's productive from the waiver wire who's not going to come and hurt me later with mm-hmm. some other team, um, I picked up that – Puka Nakua. Oh, yeah. Um, 15 targets. Um, and with Cooper Cup sidelined for maybe another couple weeks or something, I mean, I think he definitely earned the trust of mm-hmm. Stafford. So we'll see yeah. what he can do. I don't really have a spot for him right now because, you know, my team is pretty stacked. I mean, unless I wanted to dump Tyler Lockett and roll the dice or something because mm-hmm. he did nothing for me again yeah um, I, I picked up gus edwards as my, and one of my, my that's big, a good pickup just because i mean jk dobbins out for season justice hill what was his Achilles. okay yeah um and then hill hills gus edwards touchdown. i would say last year because i had dobbins and edwards last year and gus edwards definitely has the potential to be a big time runner. It's just mm-hmm. hard to compete with Dobbins when he's healthy. Um, so yeah, yeah. I could talk fantasy football all day. All day. Um, no, we could talk some more next week as sure. we get into week two. Um, we touched on Illinois against Kansas, and then Illinois against Penn State coming up this weekend. It's, it's going to be tough. So interesting game. We'll have all that coverage. Um, hopefully, it's a close game. Hopefully, Illinois wins. Um, fingers crossed so fingers crossed Uh, that'll do it here on rookie and the vet if you don't already make sure to check us out on all podcast streaming platforms apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify you name it wherever you get your podcasts as well as the video version on youtube um yeah i guess check us out on tiktok now yeah anybody have fantasy you want to talk about fantasy i don't know reach out to me i'm always willing to you know shoot the breeze give you my opinion or 
And you want to talk trash on players? We'll talk trash on players. I'm game for whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That'll do it here on Rookie and the Vet. And we'll see you next time.